beast is making me What's time but a thing they kill or keep a fire or lose a living I gotta go faster, keep up the pace Just to stay in the human race I could go supersonic, the problem's chronic Tell me, does life exist beyond it? When I need to say it, I just accelerate into oblivion Buenos nachos amigos Welcome to another fantastic episode of Breaker Breakers. I am Peter Ray, your man with no plan. Here with me, as always, is my team of record people, record reviewers, people who like music, uh, for the most part. Uh, we've got Patrick. Hello. We've got Drew. Hate music. And we've got Brett. And the chicken tastes like wood. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, this week we have a guest, as I announced last week. Uh, we have none other than the, a repeating guest, a returning champion. We have I'm none back. other than Bryce Castillo, Brycast, Neshcom, hey. whatever you want to call him, uh, the provider yeah. of the theme song of Ali Juku. Wonderful dude. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you guys? It's been, uh, it's been like six months or so since, since I was last on. Something like since that. Since you brought us the wonders of 80 kids. Is this uh, like kids so great. Is this starting out like a confession? It's it's been about six months since my last confession. The <laughs> usual <laughs> <laughs> this became a Catholic church. But all right, let's do this. Uh, I'll, I'll I will dole out the 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 hail marys and the the prayers and and the kneel downs uh, after the show. But for now, I have a we'll just talk about somewhere. I swear to God, <laughs> I grew up Catholic. So I did I. So I'm you know. Italian as shit. <laughs> I'm Cuban as shit. So. Catholic growing up. Oh god. Uh, but yes, we're here to talk about music, not Catholicism. Uh, and the provider of said music, oddly enough, is our guest, Bryce. Yeah. What do you got for us this week? Uh, I I have brought to you guys what I think uh, might be my album of the year. Uh, it is uh, Rin Weaver's "The Fool." Uh, it came out in June. And uh, if you if you are kind of not familiar with the name, she uh, last year released uh, a really big song on the internet called Octahate. Uh, and uh, she was working on this album with uh, Michael uh, uh, Michael Angelicos, the Passion Pit guy, and Benny Blanco, and and a couple of other producers, uh, and have put out this really interesting album. It's not flawless, but I think it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Uh, well, let's talk about expectations. Uh, Drew, what expectations did you have coming to this album? Um, I knew <coughs> Bryce's sort of taste in music. Um, so I was expecting something a bit more uh, in the electronic realm, a uh, bit more in the sort of dance music realm. Um not expecting what we got but we'll get into that <laughs> uh patrick what were your expectations coming into this album uh, i first want to counter bryce's album of the year talk uh did you hear the new slater kinney album that came out like <coughs> second week of the year and has been the best album of the year for 11 months now <laughs> i don't know who that is hey high five high five bryce high five oh! Oh, Bryce, Bryce, did you just do your own uh, I don't know her? Your own Mariah yeah, Carey, I don't know her. I don't, I don't 
Um, I, I wear his boots. <laughs> I love that only Bryson. I know what that is. Uh, I, yes, you were saying Patrick. I knew nothing coming in other than the last album Bryce bought brought us. I enjoyed, so I I was open minded and optimistic. I'll call mm-hmm. it. Uh, Brett, what were your expectations coming into this album? What, what do y'all think? I this is this isn't the kind of music that I uh, <laughs> normally go for in my regular listening uh, i really didn't know like from from the name i was expecting something completely different uh, i like judging books by their covers before i listen to them because i was expecting something uh completely different but knowing what we have been brought before um and knowing the uh the the How so? like like what what sort of genre I was, were you... I was expecting somebody from europe um and uh <laughs> uh and uh i was expecting uh so I was expecting EDM, actually. Uh, oh, interesting. But, uh, yeah, just because, yeah, I, I, by, by my gumshoe work was not good. I did not get either of those things, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, yeah, Bryce, how would you describe this album musically? Um, it definitely is not uh, uh, in the same vein as the 80 Kids album I brought last time I was on. Uh, it is... Uh, I, I think of it as wonky pop, which I would say is whatever you consider Passion Pit to be, uh, because Michael Angelicos is so heavy, his hands are so, so, so deep into the production that it's a very acoustic, sort of rustic sound, uh, but with, um, a, a very light digital touch on a lot of things. Um, so, so an alternative pop sort of thing, but also it has a lot, the, the album is trying to do a lot of things, which is one of its, biggest flaws but uh in that you have an album that goes a lot of places and they all sound similar or they all sound connected aesthetically cohesive yeah yeah that makes sense uh yeah uh drew what would be some of the themes on this to call your attention how would you describe this album well, musically with with sort of an album like this um when i was doing my research uh as i started listening to this she's a singer-songwriter. She builds it as like sort of a singer-songwriter. So when I see that, I think, okay, this is going to live or die by the vocals. The music might be um, a little bit light on like sort of musical depth, but it should be built well um, and produced well, but it should serve the purpose of sort of getting the singer-songwriter out there, right? Um and I think the music hit really well at spots and did exactly what it meant to do. Um, some of the rhythms, some of the melodies hit a bit better for me than others. The production on this record, I think, was really well done and really well placed. There was a good ebb and flow to all the songs. So I think um, the producers I found were Benny Blanco, Michael Angelicos, and Kashmir Cat. They deserve a mention um, alongside... Uh, mystery weaver here uh for making this record because i think they did a really good job of um mixing and sort of producing this record um but it lives and dies on the vocals right that's why i said and i think that uh rin has incredible vocal control um she sort of hit every note um that she set out to hit she didn't she knew where her range was and it's a pretty good range um and you can sort of tell the skill there um, by how you can, how well she can do that. Um, I think 
good vocalists and great vocalists are sort of determined by how, if they do vocal swells, how well they do those swells, like within a note. And I looked up some live performances uh, just to see if this was just studio masking or if she had the chops to back it up. She does. Um, and it worked really well. It sets out, I think, what the goal of this record was to do. Um, if you look it up, she has quotes saying that it's about being 22 and wondering if you should say somewhere where you know you're safe and content and there's you've got good money and you're fine, or if you should try to venture out and do the new things and stuff. And like, she's experimenting a lot um, with this record, I think, and or at least it sounds like it to me in spots. And I think that's, it's sort of highlighted that um, within her vocal talent. Um, yeah. I think she did really well with that. So, mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Patrick, what, what were you the themes on that caught your attention? Um, I'm, I'm saying this mostly based on the vocals <laughs> than the actual music, but I, my, my initial first thought, first song was, what if Regina Spector made fun, slightly dark indie pop music? Because the vocals are her the the tone of her voice and the way she enunciates is like a less foreign Regina Spector. And I'm saying that as a compliment and as someone who really enjoys what Regina Spector does. Um, it, it's it's pop music, and it's sort of like the modern, you know, uh, taking taking you know sounds from all eras of pop music sort of sound, but it's a little different than what I'm I'm used to. Uh, I love her voice. Her voice is different, and it doesn't sound like everyone else. And it isn't—it isn't like like terrible, crappy mainstream pop music voice. It's unique. It's good. It's quality. And I feel like the album is all about potential. It has a couple of like really, really high highs, and it makes you wonder. Like she's 22. What what's next? Like because. Mm-hmm. There's there's something here. This is it, it's it's like the the first signs of something that could get really big. Yeah, definitely something something interesting to see a, a young talent and a young mind uh, doing some creative stuff. Uh, Brett, what were, what were the themes elements that caught your attention? Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna echo a lot of what Drew had to say. <laughs> some of it. Um, uh, in, in my honest opinion, this is the most heavily produced album we've reviewed this year and that's saying a whole lot wow uh, yeah i i and, was uh, lady gaga in 2015 did we review that in 2015 no that was last year uh, that was year one um but uh i i even the little things uh, about this album are produced to such a uh, a tight degree um there's some some clapping that is done that has room echo uh they're they're like there's sounds of water drops uh, that that have a certain slapback <laughs> echo to them. Um, it, it's almost like some of this album was put together like an an EDM record. Uh, the way that uh, the EQ builds, um, the the flow of the song moves with the EQ in a way that a pop record normally doesn't. That's just based mainly off of dance. This isn't like a dance pop album like what's what's modern pop is now. Um, it sort of fits in its little niche pretty well. Um, the ambient sounds are very digitized, so you've, you've got a lot of like, like 
crazy like synth stuff going on. Um, but it, but it's very, uh, very choppy. Um, they, they even do a little bit like at the end of the album, they even have like a bit of 60 cycle hum. Uh, the, the vocals themselves, uh, um, they're a little bit, a little bit cracky, a little bit weak need. Um, and, and they're moody. Uh, they, they're less likely to hold, to hold a, a pitch. Um, then they, they'll, they'll, they'll move around more often than stay in one place. Um, and that added a, a little unique feel to it. Um, where, you know, now it's, it's there, there's a sort of a resurgence in, in popular mainstream pop music. Uh, for the big voice, the, the, the big, large, hold a note type thing. Not like in the early 2000s where it was sing every note. This sort of is somewhere in between. Um, the instrumentation overall is hard to really pinpoint, um, because they've got like, it's a spaghetti mess of so many things in the mix. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they do a really good job of, of incorporating, dropping it, bringing it back up, um, and making a wall of sound. Um, that, that isn't so much that it's overwhelming to a, a, an ear that is probably not able to pinpoint all that stuff out and doesn't listen to things over and over like us weirdos. Um, but, uh, and the beat, the beat overall was great. It, it, you know, it really it was, it drove the, the music, but it wasn't like a constant dance feel. It sort of went and could move and could change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, great way to kind of describe it, uh, Bryce. Yeah, what would be some some of the key tracks that you would zero in on? Uh, I think um, most people will probably gravitate towards "Octahate" or "The Fool." Those are both uh, the initial uh, singles for the album, and and they got these really big music videos. But they're also the most mainstream pop tracks. Uh, the uh, but. Beyond those, you have an entire landscape of of great songs that are in in totally that that excel in a lot of different ways. Uh, but I would say uh, um, uh, "Promises" is also a really fantastic. Um, uh, uh, it's it 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 kind of has a almost feel good sound, but the the with the lyrics. Uh, it's it's very uh, self-critical and and ha- shows so it shows some real self um, uh, 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 introspection uh, rather. Uh, I, I also think free the the chorus on free is so big it's so big and loud and, and talking about the wall of sound, uh, but also it the way it it. it flows directly into traveling song which is the opposite which is just trying to show off uh rin's uh vocal abilities uh it, it, there's a great contrast between those two and also uh new constellations which the ending of it uh i i, I like i i i have this entire album in my everyday playlist and i will sing along to every track but especially new constellations just because of the <laughs> Like shouting at the end, just by the by the the point where she's just uh, uh, yelling at at the listener and herself to understand what it is that she really wants, um, and 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 how to 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 get satisfaction out of life. Uh, so so I love I, I I honestly think all of those tracks are great, but but those especially are, are fantastic. Uh, Drew, what would be some of the key tracks for you? Um, 
Not going to do the record breakers thing, but we'll come back to that and why. I'm going to start with Octahate. <laughs> Loved Octahate. Um, the weird thing is, I, I'm listening to the record for the first time through, and my thought when I got through it is, oh wow, second track was really good. I re- like I re- like Bryce just said. I, I, I gravitated towards Octahate. And usually when I do that, for some reason in the back of my mind I go, yeah, I really like track two. That's probably not going to be the single. Uh, apparently I was wrong. <laughs> usually, usually I end up liking like the weird song on a pop album that doesn't end up being the hit, and apparently I was way off base on that one. Yeah. Um. So, hey, I'm I'm apparently uh hipping with it because I could pick out the single. I don't know. Um. <laughs> I'm not hipping with it. Um. Long. Sail on. Something about sail on the beginning <clears throat> felt super nineties to me, and I can't place exactly why. Um, but it like, like in the back of my head, it felt like it would fit in on like nineties radio. And, but as it built, it very much changed from that. Changed from that, uh, and it built really, really nicely. It kept swelling throughout the track. Until it dropped off right near the end. And the funny thing about that drop off is you can hear the slight chuckle when it happens. Almost like if she knew exactly what she was doing with that. And I I appreciate that. But I'm going to go back. Like I said, we're going to go back and I'm going to do the record breaker thing. The first track, Runaway, was cool. And I liked it. There was There was stuff to be had there. But... I always sort of harp on the first track is sort of your footing. If nobody's ever heard it before and you sit them down with a record and you say, listen to this, the first thing they're going to hear, that lead-in track, if it's not like some intro or something funny, um, it should be something that like leads you into the album and what you're getting into. And there was things on that song that I didn't hear ever again. Like, there was there was this manicness to the music. Um, there was these vocal hits that she made that didn't feel like I heard them again. It sort of felt like it was removed almost from the rest of the record at at points. And I think it was cool, but I don't know if that's the first track I would have led into. Um, it was neat, but uh, I would have put that towards the end as far as like the ordering goes but it just i got into it and i was like oh this is different than what i expected of bryce and then it went into the rest of it and i was like oh okay like this is okay but like the first one just threw me for a loop like it wasn't what i was exactly expecting i guess so. you know what's so weird uh, uh about that is i feel like runaway is in a perfect position in the album really <laughs> because it and new constellations reference each other and, <laughs> and parallel each other lyrically. Um, that's interesting. Not to mention the, 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 uh, the, that very beginning melody that she sings before the drums come in on Runaway is the same ditty that she hums at the end of Here is Home, which is right before New Constellation. Is that a toe tapping ditty? Sorry. I'm being an old man. <laughs> This is this the point we came in? Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, some interesting points. Uh, Patrick, what will be some of the key tracks for you? 
I'm going to do the Record Breakers thing. I really liked Runaway. Runaway is a good intro track. So Drew is Drew wants the, the first track to grab him. I want the first track to tease me a little bit. I want I want the first track to be foreplay. I want the first track to hints at what I'm gonna hear and and build up and then the second and where you gotta grab me, but I'm also this type of person that wants to listen to an album beginning to end. Um and that's not a pop music thing, I think, sadly enough, anymore. Uh, Octahate. That is a great pop song. Like, that is, that is, if, if you want to look up, like, like, if you're going to pick, like, great pop songs of the last couple of years, that, that's on the short list. It's really good. Um, I see why that became a hit for her. Being literally at the time, no one. She was just a girl who happened to know the right people to get, you know, in a, in a studio situation with people who knew how to produce. And and she fucking knocked it out of the park on that one. Um, and then sort of the album, it becomes a little, it's a little uncohesive for me, but not necessarily in a bad way. Like you get a song, like I really like Traveling Song, which is like kind of a folk song in, in a middle of, in a sea of pop. And, uh, and, um, and like me being the, well, what's next? She's, you know, in her early twenties and, and has a voice and has a little bit of momentum should she full on embrace the the kind of poppy folk thing cuz there's there has been some success in that sort of arena recently for better or worse and she does it really well and she knows how to write songs which basically all of her you know competitors in terms of young women making music right now and pop music most of them don't write for shit i mean even someone like Adele will self admit she's not a great songwriter She's a great vocalist. Rin is a very good vocalist and appears to be a pretty okay songwriter, which is, you know, a lot to have. Um, and I wanna, I wanna, I think the, I think her, her next album needs one producer beginning to end. That's kind of where I'm at. It's, um, she, this album, like you can tell many hands were in it and some very good songs came out of that, but. I want to see what she what what would happen with a cohesive, you know, ten or twelve songs all sort of in the same team, sounding kind of the same thing. And I'm not sure whether it should be more towards the pop side of this or more towards the sort of weird folky thing that got happening. But um, but yeah, it, it's again I, I go back to what I said at the beginning. It's all potential. Like this is like. You're wondering how you follow this up because this is, this is if this is your first record, if you can improve on this, you're you're gonna end up doing something really cool. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how she pivots, as one Brett Hayward would say. Uh speaking of Brett, Brett, what well, were some of the key says? tracks uh, um, for you? <laughs> well, I, I just want to bring something up that is not indicative of what my <laughs> feeling on this album is, but. I just uh, looked up this statistic. Uh, this album sold 13,800 units in its first week, and it debuted number 30 on the Billboard 200. If that doesn't tell you about the music industry as a whole, uh, and or the Billboard 200 and its uh, ability to rank the the up and coming stars, um, yeah, that's that's scary. I think like Drew has probably sold 13,000 albums. Um, no. Uh, but I'll, 
But I don't uh, know if we've sold ten. <laughs> okay, Thousand no. or ten. Or Hold 10. on. No. On our last show, we sold thirty, and that's all I think we ever sold. I, I think. We, uh, <laughs> let me call Billboard up and, and, and argue with them. We we might be able to get a top three hundred spot. Uh, adult contemporary ska, you know. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, I, I'm going. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pick some tracks that you guys didn't didn't get into. I, I could go through just about any of these the, the tracks on this album to really pinpoint things that I pulled out. Um, I'm gonna go with Pierre. Uh, the the most uh, the, the, this is the Pierre. song that really stood. Yes, it's lucky. Um, this is this is uh, this is uh, the song that stood oh, out no. to me. Uh, anytime you start a, a song off, you know the. They, 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 the little cues, the uh, hit the sustain pedal on a piano, hang out in the lower registers, layer in some vocals, and uh, like the the drums, they sounded like they were being mic'd from the from the other room, uh, and uh, you know, in the middle of the song, they just drop the EQ. Um, they have this little like I, I'm a fan of like the weird noise. I don't know if you guys know this, but. Uh, I'm I'm the Viberslap Cowbell uh Clave's fan du jour. Uh but uh no I uh, yeah. Uh but still, no they had still a still waiting on word on that spring. Yeah yeah I yeah, I'm sorry, the spring. I have no clue where that spring came from. Uh, email me uh if you it's uh, Mr. Green. Um uh, but no, uh the, there's a rattle in the in that track that sounds like a cowbell that still has the clapper in it. That's the thing that's inside of bells. Um but uh, I don't know what that is, but that was used to great effect. Um, you know, and overall, like, the amount of reverb they put on the different layers was, like, it, it was weird. They did it, in, like, different. It wasn't, like, straight up, this is the, the slapback. But overall, the vocals were sounding like they were, like, recorded <laughs> inside of a uh, a brick-walled studio apartment. Um, and it was done to affect just enough before it became like, you know, this messy soup covered in honey. Um, which, uh, again, that, I mean, it was an absolute mess of things, I'm sure, when they were mixing everything down. Um, and I don't know how they did it, because there were so many little little things that I couldn't even hear. I On this album, I went and tried to find the best bit rate um, that I could find, and I, put, I, I sat in a quiet area with my headphones on, try and pinpoint all the weird noises because that's kind of my thing. Um, but there was all kinds of stuff. Like uh, on the next track, Stay Low, they had reverse reverb um, and a slow like uh, dance beat over phasing organ. Like uh, they were drawing this organ in and out of phase. Like, you know, the, it, it was just really, really cool. Um, but it didn't sound like, it didn't sound like something that was junk that they found in the, the storage area of the studio um it was really well put together like it was made for this and then there was like a the the vocal track had this sort of short and muted bursts that sounded like somebody hitting like a kalimba like the little handheld thingy um just really really fast and i don't know how they did that um i'm gonna have to listen to that a whole lot more or uh mr green you can email me if you know how to do that too um but uh you know, again, I could I could go on the, just the production level and the way that they brought in so many little things. Um, yeah. You know, like even they they brought a drop of water and put it in there just enough for me to be like, okay, that's cool. But then they 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 do something 
and then they wouldn't do it again. Like it, it, it's, it was very neat how they, they put everything together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, let's bring it back around the horn. Let's talk about some conclusive thoughts. Drew, what would be your conclusive thought on the, on the album overall? Well, this is sort of a weird one for me, as I alluded to, uh, in the pre-show the guys. Um, it was really well done. Like musically, it was fantastic. Like, Everything was well pieced together. The vocalist is the thing you don't get very much in pop vocals right now, which is just working off of talent. Um, I think there is a reason uh, somebody like Adele has sort of grabbed people. It's because it's the talent now, which you didn't see for a long time, um, getting really pushed. And she's a talented vocalist. The... The style is interesting. This album wasn't necessarily my cup of tea um, all the way through. There are parts that I liked a lot. Um, but <laughs> Brett made the joke earlier. It's not the toe tapper. What it did do is perk my ears up. And I think to myself, okay, there's there's something here. There's a level of talent here. There's a level of understanding of music and how it's pieced together in whether it be her songwriting skills coming through, the people she has around her, um, and the group that she's sort of <coughs> cultivated to help her make music. Um, something there is very good at making music, very good at the compositional skills. So Swagger said it. What comes next? She's 22. She knows she has a voice. And she wants to make music and she has something to say. Um, when you're making your first steps in the music, sometimes it can be a little bit here and there and everywhere because you want to do so much. And then there can be a pivot that can make it better or it can make it worse. Mm-hmm. And I really want to see where the pivot happens because while this record was, while this record as a whole is not going to get regular play for me, it might add Octahate or um, Sail On right next to all my child actor stuff. Um, but while the whole album is not going to get play, when I hear the next album come up from this name, it's something I'm going to take notice of and I'm going to make time for. So, um, would you say she's got? About it, would you huh? say she's got good upside? Indeed, um, she's got a she's got a good um, uh, musical chipper. IQ. Yes, musical uh, IQ. What other <laughs> sports commentary can we use? <laughs> uh, Patrick, what would be your overall thoughts on this album? Um, a lot of what Drew said, sort of about you know what's next and and the fact that i'm actually going to probably suit you know seek that out i some part of me likes female pop music like female sung pop music i i have you listened don't say nah. no You're no <laughs> no i i have listened to the new carly rae jepsen album more than i should have and it's I've so liked. good though uh, i no it's it has great. good songs i don't it's, know if i call the whole songs. album good it's not, but, but it has good songs the good songs are great uh, yes, it has it has great songs. I don't know if it's a great album. Wait, which which 
Which bad no. song was she known for again? She was the Call Me Maybe girl, right? Yes. Yeah. And Call okay. Me Maybe has a fucking fantastic <laughs> vocal melody. I will defend the vocal oh, melody. No. Maybe. It is. It is. It's, hooky it's, as shit. It's ho- no, but it's not just hooky. It's not. It's not what you would expect of like <laughs> a vocal melody of a pop song to be. It does something mm. slightly bit different, and I like it. Woo woo. Mm. We're off the rails here. Woo. Yes. I'm loving it. Rin Weaver. So. But Rin Weaver. Um, so now I have someone who is a female pop person to follow and see what happens next. Because there's some good here. There's there's a lot of uh, there's gold a lot of intangibles. There's gold in them. They're held. There's intangibles to use she, more sports references. She, she has she great intangibles. She has great intangibles. Yes. Um, She's a young talent with great intangibles and a lot of upside. Exactly what PD said, so I'll leave it at that. These are real terms that sports commentators use. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, it's we can awful. we can go down. We can go down. Like if this was a mock draft, like we could do it. This, the, the, we're, we're the FSL tonight. I think, we're I the think people she's who a get solid mid first round pick. <laughs> Understand that there's a reason why that show is funny. It's because a lot of sports radio talk is a lot of bullshit terms that leave the coast unaccountable for anything they say because they just talk about intangibles people wanting it more desire you know they don't talk about you know actual you know physical abilities or statistics or if we're um, off on this rail there's a great clip that i will give you later that's mark cuban literally yelling (laughs) literally yelling at a sports commentator about being fucking terrible at his job it's amazing i want to hear that Yes, I, yes. Was, I would so love good. to do that. Yes, yes. It, like intangibles. Intangible is something you can say because it's it's unaccountable. Because it's literally a word for things you can't quite explain. He's got are, stuff. You know. He's got that. That are inherent in a uh, But that being said, somebody with intangibles, uh, Brett. I got stuff. I, I got stuff. Uh, no, I. this album, I mean, it, it's a wall of sound. And it's woven together with such skill that even somebody wearing a, a shitty pair of $15 earbuds uh, wouldn't get it. It's, it's not to the point of dissonance. That takes skill. There's so much going on that could that can be missed that they made that it, they made the album so that it didn't have to be in your face. But if you dug deep enough, you could get there. And I respect <laughs> that. Is this something that I'm going to listen to? Probably not. Um, is that a bad thing? No, I, I have bad taste. Everybody knows that. Um, but, uh, you know, th- if you're looking for something that is a slice of, of something fresh in a music scene that is sort of, that it, it's in a subgenre of a music scene that a lot of people don't even dip their toes in, this might be something for you. If nothing else, this might be a cool uh, time capsule to hang on to, because this might be a subculture that ends up like Euro pop from the 80s with synthesizers and stuff. This might be a thing that you don't get a whole lot of. So enjoy if you if, if you got it. And I, I'm definitely going to be uh, waiting to see what comes from uh, this act. Uh, it's it's a real uh, real humdinger. Um, mm-hmm. I think that there is there is gold in, in their hills. And uh, the, I'll probably, you know, one of these guys will tell me when that happens. So yes. uh, more on that at 11. Hmm. Yes. Uh, but yeah, finally, Bryce. What would be your conclusive thoughts on the album? Man, I have I have a lot of love for this album. Uh, you know, when it, when everybody uh, uh, started talking about the expectations for the album and that 
uh, it was something that they would have considered outside of probably what they would have would expect me to fawn over and want to present to you guys. Um, I, part of that is the charm of why I love it, because if it weren't as well made, if it weren't as well executed, if it weren't as well sung or written, it would it, it would probably be more forgettable than it is. But I maybe it's because because the lyrics which which I have uh, I I've connected with on on some levels of of being young and and not necessarily knowing where you're going or 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 how you how you want to you know just proceed in life. Um, but also, and you know what? Again, a, a, a female <coughs> pop music is also a big thing of mine. Uh, uh, breaking news. So, um, it, 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 when it's good, it's not exactly a tough sell. But um, even it, it, there, there was a point when I was initially listening to it um, right after it came out, where I realized how cyclical the entire album is, how how much it it references back to itself. Um, and and uh, uh, as, as presented um, is tells its own meta narrative. Uh, I mean, when when because uh, uh, I, I I also similarly looked up live videos of of Rin, and at uh, Bonnaroo right after the album came out, she had performed the album uh, almost track for track in order. As it is on the album, because this is the track list that m makes sense, I think, um, and tells the story probably the best way it can. Uh, it's all over the place with the theme, uh, with the theming and the the musical aesthetics. I mean, to go from you know uh, a a 2014 2015 sort of pop song to uh, uh, a fucking Stevie Nicks. Uh, is a very is a very large spectrum to be running across, but uh, when when part of the album is being indecisive, uh, I I think that you can forgive that partially. You can forgive some of the inconsistency. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but does she see her reflection in the snow covered hills? <laughs> I, sh I shouldn't I shouldn't describe a cocaine problem to her. Uh, but that being said. I need some. I need some lace, everybody. Yes. Uh, uh, that being said, uh, wonderful thoughts. Now we go to our main event of the evening, our haiku review. Main event, everybody. Yes. Uh, we've diverted. We've diverted a lot. We need to get back on track. Get to our haiku reviews. Uh, let's get started. Drew, what's your haiku? Me. Um, I can't really tell. My true feelings are, but no hate from me. Uh, Brett, what's your haiku? It's my first go round. More than an indie darling. Let's see where this goes. Mm -hmm. I'll throw mine in. Ambitious intent. Does some interesting things. Does most of them well. Best I could do. Right. <laughs> I love it. I, I love it. Uh, Patrick, what is your haiku? A solid debut. In search of a direction, lots of potential. Bryce, what is your haiku? Um, a mixed bag of thoughts. Do you want freedom <coughs> or not? Times a flat circle. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, interesting. Little, little true detective shout out there. Uh, <laughs> that being said, that being said, uh, those are our thoughts on Rin Weaver's The Fool. Uh, go out and check it out on our Spotify playlist. Play, play Record Breakers The Home Game, which is literally the name of the playlist. Record Breakers The Home Game uh, on Spotify. On that Spotify playlist is next week's album, which I mentioned last week. Uh, it's going to be Pantera's Vulgar Display of Power. Uh, just want to throw this in there. Since last week was the anniversary of Dimebag Daryl's death, uh, I didn't get it's emotional. Very similar to, it's very, very similar to the album <coughs> review today. Yes. Um, many, many ways. Yes. And yes. I wish Bryce could come back and review that album with us. I think he'd have a lot to say about the <laughs> My God. My God. Uh, but that being said, that's going to be an interesting. That's going to be an interesting discussion. Uh, look forward to that next week. But that's next week, and this is this week. That's all for us. Of course, you can find us all over the internet. Patrick is at the Swagger. Brett is at Habity Baber at H I B B I T Y B I B B A R D. Drew is at Extrusive for X. I'm at PD Rave. Uh, Bryce is at Brycast, B R Y C A S. Uh, you can also check out NeshComplex.com. NeshComplex.com for all of the stuff. Uh, do you have anything going on that you want to go ahead and promote? I do. I am. I, I am trying to make more music more often. I, it came to the end of the year, and I realized, oh, I haven't made any music this year. Um, so I'm trying. I'm trying to do a lot of live streaming, and as a part of it, I'm trying to do music live streaming, making music live. And in fact, last week uh, I had about a four or five hour live stream. I made a song and I remixed it, and that song is now up on. Spotify and all the, the music music streaming and, and stores and stuff. So um, if you if you want to catch my live stuff, that's really what I'm trying to push right now. Uh, go to twitch.tv slash brycaz or uh, just check me out on diamondclub.tv. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. uh, I, I want, I'm trying to do like almost every day. Like I'm not doing one today because I'm on this. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, a little bit every day. And uh, uh, if you if you like my music and you want to watch it get done live, hey, do that. Yes, do that. Uh, do just that. Uh, the show is at four record breakers. That's the number four record breakers. Recordbreakerspodcast.com. Recordbreakerspodcast at gmail.com is the email. Uh, Rebelli.net, Rebelli TV on YouTube. Uh, you know, subscribe, like, share, do all the things. Until next time. Hasta los huevos. Now back to Say long.
Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>